Hey you, thanks for hitting play and welcome to the Canadian Cannabis Update. In this podcast, the premise is to give leaders and organizations an opportunity to tell their stories and share information. Before we begin today, I want to make a quick shout out to my sponsor, Lake City Cannabis. You can order a wide variety of cannabis accessories from his website, lakecitycannabis.ca, and check out Ryan's YouTube channel where you can get reviews and more. It's called Lake City Cannabis. And hey, if you would like to reach thousands of Canadians who have a genuine interest in legal cannabis, you too can sponsor this podcast. Reach out to me at michael at distinctmedia.ca, and I will send you a media kit. And if you like what I do, please tell your friends to subscribe as well, either directly to me, Canadian Cannabis Update Podcast, or to the group we have, Cannabis Media Collective. You can find everything out and more at distinctmedia.ca. Today, I'm chatting with Navdeep Dhaliwal, who's the CEO of arguably one of the most recognized and respected cannabis companies in the legal space, Supreme Cannabis. Now, I've tried some of their products myself, and I can attest that they are who they claim they are, a high-quality and well-marketed product, but I wanted to pull back the curtains a little bit and ask Navdeep just exactly what the company is up to and where they're headed. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Navdeep. Hi, Michael. Thanks for having me. No problem. Tell me really quickly, who is Navdeep Dhaliwal? Uh, well, simply put, um, West Coast raised uh, numbers guy, finance guy, entrepreneur, um, just looking to do uh, new and big things that make an impact. Born and raised in the Lower Mainland, you know, did my CA in uh, Vancouver at KPMG, and since then, you know, went into the finance industry and a handful of entrepreneurial ventures, and now looking to change the world with uh, cannabis. Could you take a step back and just tell us really quickly what Supreme Cannabis is all about? So Supreme is a a diversified portfolio of distinct uh, premium cannabis brands, products, and companies. Mm -hmm. Um, So our focus is really consumer-centric. You know, we look to identify a consumer base, a consumer market, produce a very distinct product for that consumer that resonates with that consumer from a business perspective, has long-term sustainable value and competitive advantage, and then create very authentic and focused brands um, around those products and for those consumers. So we can build a really trusted relationship with our products. Can you explain all the moving parts? What's the framework of the company? So Supreme is the publicly traded holding company um, and Seven Acres is our first and uh, primary business, which is a licensed producer in Canada and with a very simple vision and mission, and that's to grow uh, the highest quality cannabis at scale in Canada. And so Seven Acres is regarded as one of the top cultivators in Canada, uh, probably the leading premium brand in the cannabis space for you know recreational consumers and flower consumers. The team at Seven Acres takes a lot of pride and is extremely passionate uh, about uh, the plant and, you know, producing the best possible products for our consumers. Can you speak to that a little bit? Um, when you say high-end, what do you actually mean? Because I think that most of the producers are claiming to have a high-end product. What separates you guys from the competitors? Yeah, so the view we take on that is, you know, much more of a subjective quality aspect and, you know, sensory characteristics. 
I think since the emergence of the legal industry, you've seen a lot of focus on objective quality characteristics. So testing, profiles, et cetera, which are all great. But in our view, you know, every legal producer in Canada, as long as they're in good standing, should have high objective quality. Um, when we talk about high-end cannabis, premium cannabis, it's really catering towards what that flower consumer is really looking for. And that's a great experience. You know, similar to having a beautiful glass of wine, these consumers enjoy a beautiful aroma. They expect uh, visual characteristics like nice bud density, mm -hmm. a well-cared-for and manicured uh, bud. You know, we hand finish everything. And then at the end of that, an experience in terms of how it tastes, you know, how it burns. It burns white ash. So it's really, you know, centric to the consumer in terms of what they're looking for in that experience. I got a question about um, quote unquote regular consumers. Like when I go into a, a legal store here and I look at Seven Acres products, um, the price point is a bit higher than some of your competitors. What's your target demo and how are you focusing towards uh, consumers without maybe alienating quote unquote regular consumers who are maybe looking for a better price? Yeah, so I think from a pricing perspective, you know, one is we, we just spend more money on our product. And, and that's because, you know, it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of care. It takes more time to produce a higher quality product. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, some of our peers, they highlight how fast they dry and cure. You know, they dry and cure in a day, whereas we take close to 20, 21 days. And that's the equivalent of if I was saying I run a wine company, I bottled this bottle of wine yesterday. You know, that just yeah. doesn't make sense. So the fact is, you know, certain things just take time and cost more. Two is as we transition from an informal market to more of a regulated market, there's just more costs. But I think the other thing is in terms of value, in terms of the experience you get from the product, we believe the value is still far superior versus just looking at a per brand cost, meaning a higher quality product is going to provide you a much more impactful experience. So as a flower consumer, it's going to go a longer way for you as well. Okay. Now, you guys uh, just signed a deal to acquire Blisco Cannabis Corp, and I want to get to that in a second. But before we do, can you tell me about your own growing facilities? How much actual cannabis are you guys producing? Yeah, so we our primary facility is in Kincardine, Ontario. Um, that's a facility that upon completion of construction, we have 440,000 square feet total. At the moment, we're cultivating in approximately 230,000 square feet, which is 23 rooms, 10,000 square feet each and we're on a run rate of approximately 30,000 kilos per year and then upon full capacity we'll produce about 50,000 kilos and I think the key thing I want to mention there is it's 50,000 kilos of premium product that we'll produce and I think that's a key distinction meaning in terms of the quality of facility produces yeah. you know more and more as the industry matures you know that's going to be a key distinction in terms of what's the actual quality spec that you're producing out of these facilities. Okay so so, so far, you guys are uh, producing primarily flour, but with the acquisition of Blisco, what are you planning on doing with them? Yeah, so before I get to Blisco, um, the one I forgot to mention was, um, you know, we also have an investment in a company called Medigrow, mm -hmm. um, and that's an investment we did in March of last year. So that is based in the kingdom of Lesotho, yeah. um, you know, and that's that's a 
you know, so an investment that we're very enthusiastic about, a partnership we feel very good about. Um, and it's really investing for the long term in terms of, you know, cannabis, medical cannabis oils for the global markets. And a key fact there is, you know, just recently this week, South Africa uh, created an exclusion for CBD products. So, you know, very good development for that business. And now getting to Blisco, you know, Blisco really is, again, identifying a consumer market that we feel passionate about and makes a lot of business sense for us. And that's a wellness consumer and also diversifying our infrastructure and our product offerings. You know, Blisco provides us a facility with an oil license where we can produce oil products mm-hmm. and we'll focus on producing full spectrum whole plant oils for wellness consumers, medical consumers, etc. from the Blisco facility in that business. And Damien and the team there have done a fantastic job of building a great brand. Um, that really uh, speaks to the authenticity in terms of what the business plan for that uh, long term. Okay, so Medigrow was on my list of questions, and I want to return to it in a second. I do have a couple more questions about that. But um, as far as Blisco Cannabis Corp, uh, what kind of products do you anticipate uh, producing through them and with them for the Canadian market? Yeah, so initially we'll focus on uh, tincture bottles, so uh, oils mm-hmm. uh, for wellness consumers. In the future, we'll likely introduce topicals, possibly vaporizers, but all products that a new wellness consumer uh, is going to be looking for, you know, possibly CBD gel caps, you know, all these non-flower products. Okay, so Blisco was already set up to produce these types of things. I had read online that they were already doing extractions. Is that correct? That is correct, and we'll be expanding that business and uh, increasing that output. We're we're quite excited about this business. What does that mean to your shareholders, really, with the acquisition of Blisco? Uh, well, it, it um, it's extremely impactful to our shareholders. It's um, you know it's the first step of really uh, diversifying Supreme as a cannabis company. It takes Supreme into a new market, a new consumer market, a wellness consumer market, and that's a global market. Uh, our ambitions are to establish Blissco as a leading global brand and business. And from just a pure uh, top line revenue perspective, it's uh, extremely impactful in terms of forward revenues. Okay, cool. Um, I want to back you up then back to Medigro real quick. What you say for me as a retail investor and consumer is a little bit ambiguous. Can you go into a little bit greater detail as to why a relationship with Medigro is so important to Supreme? Well, so, so one, I think, you know, it's um, our view on global medical markets is that there'll be international markets and therefore um, we believe it's important to have advantages when it comes to costs. So that's a great jurisdiction for cultivation and production in our view. Um, Two is, you know, that provides us probably one of the most mature international projects uh, in the cannabis industry. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of projects internationally. A lot of them are still very early. Um, you know, we're very excited to start educating the markets uh, about the developments there. So it's quite a mature project. We're focused on export at the moment. We've already started to produce oil. And then third, in a global environment where, you know, the the, the demand for CBD and in, my, in our view, specifically full spectrum CBD, 
CBD is just skyrocketing and is going to be demanding regulated production of CBD. We feel like we're in a great position because, you know, we're already producing. It's a mature product. It's coming from a federally regulated market. We feel very good about our positioning and where we're at in terms of the timeline of that project with these overall market dynamics of just an extreme shortage of supply. You know, a lot of Canadian licensed producers that are growing in size seem to be putting their hands in different waters these days, making acquisitions outside of Canada. In the case of Afria, they had made some acquisitions down in South America that were scrutinized. What kind of facility does Medigro actually have? How many employees do you have? And where are you distributing cannabis and oil from that market too? Yeah, so great question. And I think what's important there is just a little bit of background in terms of how that uh, investment and partnership came about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a team and a project that I personally was introduced to over, you know, approximately about 16 months ago now. When I first went to site there and met the team, I was quite pleasantly surprised in terms of how well the team had executed in such a short time span. From there, we, we started a dating process, I would say. The team there came and saw us. You know, we were really wanted to show them what we had to offer the operation we were running. Yeah. And then subsequent to that, I've been to the site there three times. I've taken uh, a team of ours of experts in terms of really doing a lot of knowledge share, mind share, and, you know, in completing that investment. Post-investment, we've continued to do the same, work closely together and working on export. So where that project is at today, we have approximately thirty to 40,000 square feet of cultivation uh-huh. uh, built. We have a large-scale extractor installed from a top vendor out of the U.S. In our understanding, it's one of the largest extractors we've ever seen installed. We're producing oil, we have a fully built lab, and we're at approximately 300 employees as of today. And, you know, that's, that's, and that, that's something we take a lot of pride in, you know, um, community is very important for us, positive impact is very important for us. And, you know, that's a, a country where, you know, nine out of 10 citizens have never had a job before. Yeah. So, you know, creating that type of employment, in our views, you know, it's making a tremendous positive impact on that country. Well, I have to be honest with you, when I had first read about it, I literally had to Google Mac uh, Lesotho. I didn't know where it was. <laughs> well, you know, you know what, Michael? I, uh, I did the first time as well. I was actually, I was in uh, um, South Africa for some, you know, a little bit of personal and some business. And when I, I was introduced to the principals there, uh, I had to ask them where it was and mm. look it up on the map. But the next morning I was on a 6 a.m. flight my entrepreneurial curiosity took over when they told me they had a facility, they had plants, and they had a license. I had to go see it. Okay. Speak to me about branding. You guys do it very, very well. In fact, I think you guys won Brand of the Year in 2018 for the Lift & Co. Canadian Cannabis Awards. What are your branding principles and how have you found success? Yeah, so in terms of, you know, number one, I think uh, our view is uh, this is an industry where you can't disaggregate brand and products. So first and foremost, it doesn't matter how nice your brand is, how nice your design is, if your product doesn't speak for itself. So above all else, it was really about the product, ensuring that product quality was as promised. 
Uh, number two is really being focused on that specific consumer. So, you know, our president, John Fowler, you know, a longtime advocate for the plant and, you know, understanding the flower consumer, really spearheading in terms of what that brand philosophy is. Mm-hmm. Number three is just, you know, we have a great marketing team led by Vice President of Marketing, Omar Aziz. Um, and, and then very technical as well, because, you know, in terms of the restrictions around marketing, they're very tobacco-esque. So, you know, we hired a lot of um, experienced people from the tobacco industry, and we actually see a lot of opportunity in terms of how we educate the markets and, you know, how we work with distributors and retailers to really educate about the superior characteristics of our product. And I think that's what really allows us to deliver a very authentic brand because it's a product produced for the people and it's just a lot, it's all about authenticity. I was lucky enough to receive a Respect the Plant box sometimes last fall and honestly, um, first of all, thank you. But second of all, the items in there were actually practical and I still use them. So in that respect, it was a really clever branding technique to get items out there with your logo on it, with your slogan on it for people to see and good on you. I don't know that anybody else did a campaign like that. We try to keep things simple. Uh, We believe the brand speaks for itself. The product speaks for itself. And, you know, again, the culture of Seven Acres is all about, you know, passion for the plants, respect for the plants, and just delivering the beautiful characteristics of the cannabis plant. Okay, I'm going to get you to repeat yourself a little bit. Three quick questions and then we're done. As a consumer, me, retail consumer, middle-aged professional, why should I consider buying Supreme Cannabis products? Uh, Supreme Cannabis products are, you know, they're produced for the consumer and we aim to uh, produce it at the highest of quality. And that's because, you know, we believe that's where uh, you get the most sustainable value and we deliver the, the best consumer experience because we're believers that different than other industries that most consumers will gravitate towards a quality product because the delta in cost is much lower to go to a higher quality product. What I mean by that is, you know, if you're drinking a bottle of wine on the low end, maybe it's 10, 20 bucks on the high end. It's, you know, 80, 100 bucks. Um, you know, in terms of cannabis, you're either paying five to seven or 10 to 12. It's much more achievable for most consumers to go up the quality chain. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is you just get a better experience. Quality also equates experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as a retail investor, why might I be interested in investing in your company? Uh, I, I would say number one is, you know, real long-term sustainable value. Um, we believe we've established a strong competitive advantage in terms of regulated cultivation, producing a premium quality product, which in our view has the most long-term pricing stability. Two is, I would say, execution in terms of what our business plan was. You know, we've executed it to the T within the timelines we originally predicted, um, maybe some on the quicker side. Um, and you're seeing that in terms of revenue growth. So, you know, last quarter we posted 10 million for the quarter. That's seventh, eighth in the country in terms of revenue run rate and with strong pricing as well. So we're executing. Uh, Number three is a very strong and passionate management team that is really focused on the consumer and, you know, coming from a lot of different backgrounds. So, you know, President John Fowler, uh, our CFO, Mikhail Handa, that just joined us and, you know, and many others. And then four, I would say, is just in terms of the entry point, you know, we've spent a lot of time building a very strong business and now we're really focused on uh, growth. And, you know, in terms of catching up on business development objectives, 
as some of our peers have been uh, a little bit quicker to pursue, you know, we're very confident we can catch up on those aspects. So in terms of what our entry point is in terms of valuation, it's extremely attractive and we're just starting our growth initiatives. So Blissco is just the first of a lot of things we've been working on. Okay, so how do we find out more about Supreme Cannabis? Uh, you can check out our newly rebranded and launched website, uh, supreme.ca. Um, as you'll see, you know, we've really repositioned Supreme as a global cannabis company that's consumer centric. And we're excited about the year ahead. And we're going to be moving forward on a lot of exciting initiatives. Cool. Navdeep, I work with a lot of Punjabis and I have a really hard time this interview not calling you G. Uh, <laughs> but I just want to say thank you for taking the time and uh, doing it this early. I know you have a busy schedule and uh, it was very informative. Perfect. Thank you, Michael. Thanks again to Navdeep for fitting me into his busy schedule and a special shout out to George Grittis for setting this all up. And if you have a story about the cannabis space, I would love to hear from you. Reach out to me at michael at distinctmedia.ca. And don't forget, you too can sponsor the podcast. Fire me an email and I will send you a media kit. Thanks once again for listening to the Canadian Cannabis Update podcast. If you have a story that you'd like to share about the cannabis space, I would love to hear from you. Hit me up at CanadianCannabisUpdate at gmail.com or my website, CannabisUpdate.ca. And if you want to find out more about Canadian Cannabis Update and all of the other podcasts in the Cannabis Media Collective, check us out on Twitter at CanMedCall, just like Cannabis Media Collective, but abbreviated. And you can also find out more about us on Facebook, Instagram, and every podcast-related streaming site in the known universe. Check us out, the Cannabis Media Collective. All right, hit it, Ember. The media contributors within the Cannabis Media Collective do our very best to remain as accurate as possible, but take no responsibility for any inaccurate details or facts. If a story interests you, we're glad to have brought it to your attention, but please take the time to research the details for yourself.